I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, of a Friday, of me old buddy. Oh, Ryan Peacock NFL that, that really hurt my throat that time right that really hurt my throat man I've still got man flu and I, I, I paid the price for that one what's going on buddy that didn't sound at all good no that was did it that just sounded painful mostly uh, accidental things are going good I've had a pretty shocking week to be fair I found out that my car had run out of MOT and tax so I'm right. having to deal with that last minute so okay so we're taking yeah. donations to at Ryan Peacock NFL is that what you're saying well I put the car through the MOT and somehow it passed for a total of 42 quid so oh. that wasn't too bad. Nice. So the old BMW 3 Series is still on the road. Happy days. That's like money in the bank. I, it's a well, new one, is it, with a drop-top roof and a, and a blonde honey that you get free? Well, it's about mm, 13 years old. <laughs> but I tell you, the Beamers have some mileage in them, like. Uh, not that, uh, sponsored by BMW. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, we have gone big time now, so why wouldn't BMW want to sponsor us? Exactly, yeah. Do you think we should start doing fake adverts and then maybe they might, you know, if we sell a BMW, they'll say, all oh, right, just sell the BMW first. Start, start now doing the fake adverts. Well, you know. the ones are also real. Well, hold on, for real companies, fake 100%, adverts. 100% genuine. Yeah, because yeah. I can just imagine all the disappointed listeners out there who went to the draft and developed dating agency and couldn't sign up, you know. Or maybe it is yeah. a thing. Maybe it's a thing and they've just spiked in interest. Who knows? Right, okay, so what you're saying is that from now on we'll just start advertising BMW just to see if it catches on. There's, do you know what? There's chicks on... The chicks. I sound like I'm in, like, uh, what's that show with Fonzie? What's that one? Happy Days or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah look, guys, like these chicks, boy. right? But yeah, there was there's women. I, I knew a few women on Twitter, uh, especially when I started. Maybe I just stopped them following all the freaks. But that used to actually fake advertise products. She used to hold up a Samsung phone and go, new Samsung Galaxy, what a great product. And then I think we asked her before, like, oh, where do you get all, you know, where do you get your sponsorship? That's that's amazing. And she says, no, I don't, I don't get sponsorship. No, no, but we saw you do the ads for Samsung and stuff. No, that's just, that's just me saying it's a great phone. I was like, okay. Weirdo! But anyway. Yeah, strange. Yeah, anyway, enough high-pitched stuff from me. Well, this this has to be another short one because uh, I went to the doctor with the man. Well, I didn't really. Uh, I self-prescribed. I went on uh, Dr. Google and it says that I have multiple forms of terminal illnesses and I've only got about 16 hours yeah. left. See, you should never, ever search any symptoms on, no. on Google because it just ends up with them essentially saying, you, you're dead. Yeah. But what I want to know is, did the Chinese and just kipping out on the sofa help you? You know, did did the... Did it turn out to be man flu? Yeah, or is see, this real, fully fledged? And you see, that that's a segue in from the last podcast to all the peeps out there, which we sure you know. And that was that was prescribed by a pharmacist in Boots. Uh, yeah, so that was fun times. So, so yeah. yeah. Steve, Steve walks in there, a, a man in need of yeah. desperate help, and he sees yeah. a... Let, a pharmacist, medical professional. I don't know if she was now. I don't think she of, mustn't have been. She must have just been just, a worker. Yeah. What are they just trained up till girls? Probably. Who knows? I'm going to get hammered, but there's bound to be a pharmacist listening now. It's going to kill me. It might not have even been boots. It was just yeah. some type of. It was. Just, I went into a lemsit mecca. Yeah. So you went in there and you're all, all upset. Needed a bit of, you know, just needed a bit of reassurance. Mm. And then she basically says, "Go home, get a Chinese. You've got man flu." Yeah, looked me dead in the eye and told me she knew what was wrong with me after my symptoms. And I thought I had man flu, and I said it. And then she said, "I know what you have, seriously." And I, look, I don't want to talk about it. it was a uh... enough looking back. Anyway, should we look forward? 
yeah, let's look forward. I mean, we can look back to the t- with two victories out of two now. Since I said we'd win every game, so we can yeah. look back at that. And now we've got a big one coming up. We are running the table. Look, I... The thing about this whole deal is, right, I don't know whether the Packers are just playing with reckless abandonment now because we know we have to, and do we need that sort of, you know, catalyst to to push us forward with our season? Is this the way it's, you know, because the Packers used to be able to win from the front, right? We used to go in as favourites, win the games, and then go home. It was great. And now it seems that, you know, backs are up against the wall again. Because how many seasons now, Ryan, have we sort of won that we've just squeaked in, you know, or we came second in the NFC North? Uh, we had to win that game against the Bears with the dagger play. You know, like how many games do we have to squeak into the playoffs now? Is our luck running out here? Or is it is it, you know, is it endemic within the Packers now that this is the way that we have to play? Is it the injuries? Is it a mixture of everything? You know, what's going on? We, we seem to do it in a way that, um, I don't know, let's face it, backs against the wall and we seem to suddenly come out and perform. Hmm. Um, it would be nice. I mean, we had that season where we run we went what was it 15 and, Fif- one. 15 and one yeah. you know and then ballsed up in the playoffs so i don't think it for me it doesn't really matter how we do it throughout the season um just that you get there uh hopefully this year we can do that i mean i saw a number of different guys um on twitter this week that were tweeting us all the different you know if, if this team wins this and we get two games back on that and so on i mean it wasn't long ago someone was saying you know the wild card situation's dead you've got to win the division yeah then and i don't know because i haven't checked out the math so i haven't got into it but someone was saying actually we're not that far back on the bucks for a wild card spot now i, I don't know i haven't looked into that brilliantly but this season's still got a lot of a uh, lot of football in it and um you know hopefully we win the division because i do think it's the only realistic way to get there uh, and i do think like we looked at in the last podcast you look at the remaining fixtures for the packers and for the lions and i do think it's more than doable yeah, I'm the same. I don't think we can start... Like, we can do the maths, and I think it might get to that desperate stage. What I'm scared of, and I know that, you know, me and you talk more than I talk to me, ma'am, uh, right? Me old mammy. And what what I was sort of saying was, because um, it probably appears as a screenshot, uh, is that what I'm scared about happening to the Packers is, is that we bottle it against the Seahawks. Now, I think we can clobber these, but that we bottle it against the Seahawks, um, you know, the Vikes and the, the Lions or whatever go on and, and win and it just makes it hard for, it's an uphill struggle and then when the season is sort of lost for the Packers that we just go out and say screw it and then start playing and then we start dropping 50 burgers on people you know that's what I'm scared of because I know this team's capable of it but we're at that sort of weird moment now aren't we that you can say that we've got nothing to lose and everything to lose all at the same time our destiny isn't in our own hands so we should just be going for it but then you're so you know you're so scared about going for it at the same time because one slip up and one lost game you can nearly write off the season you know depending on some type of Einsteinian mathematics you know what I mean to try bring yeah, us back yeah. into the playoffs I think without doubt though if you look at the last game whilst the defense did look a, a hell of a lot better um, the starting point on that on that gauge if you like was so so poor so it, it looked a lot better but I still don't know that we can hang a performance on our defense yet um, we we obviously to get back to that form that we showed in the first few games of the season we're still a way off so i do think we have to absolutely go for it we have to be aggressive on defense um and i think we then just have to simply out hope that uh the offense essentially outscore and outperform the other team's offense and i think we're just going to see games now where it's just shoot out shoot out shoot out yeah no i think that's what we have to depend on we have to depend on aaron Rodgers firing on all cylinders 
if you know if teams scheme to shut him down uh well then i think we're toast now if there's one team that can do it and have the capability of doing it it is the seahawks because it's one of those really rare um out of division foes isn't it you know like everyone else is a goal division rivalry oh, it's always us against the bears no matter how bad the bears are but Ryan, the Seahawks have had our number. Now, we have got revenge on them, uh, but I think their wins over us have been a far more stinging than our win over them, you know, with the fail Mary, and then we have the NFC Championship game, which, again, I find it still hard to talk. That's no lie. I actually... <laughs> this is sad, but I, I sometimes have nightmares about it. I, I sometimes have nightmares about watching that game again, and that's, that's not a word of a lie. And when we had Mike Daniels on the podcast, I asked him, you know about the nfc championship game does he want to talk about it you know what what sort of lesson if any can you pull from that game and he says he hasn't rewatched it and he never will yeah i think the worst thing about that is i remember if i remember it was a late game hmm. um <clears throat> set up you know till early hours of the morning watching that and to come that close to watch a game that literally took you through every emotion had the seesaw thing you know it's to then come that close and it be such a, if you like, a simple mistake, you know, a, a mental error that lost it. Um, but not only that, of course, the next week we had our big Super Bowl party planned. We're all going down to London and yeah. that's the closest we've come since we've existed as a group, isn't it? Yeah. That that we could have all been there for a Super Bowl party. So I think yeah. that always stings. The fail Mary stings for completely different reasons in that it was just, you know, complete BS basically. Um, and it was just the, I think the worst thing about it is, is every Seattle fan I know about still claims that's a touchdown and I remember on the night feeling like I just wanted to punch Pete Carroll in the face and uh, <laughs> I still don't think I've changed that opinion um, yeah the NFC Championship game for me like you said it comes down to that one play uh, Bostic Jordy Nelson was on the assignment to bring it down Bostic decided he'd do it but this is the type of fine margins that you talk about. I mean, he could either have been a legend and no one would have noticed or he was an absolute villain and let go and the second happened because if you look at that play, uh, the Lions, Hail Mary play and Richard Rodgers comes down with the ball, that was meant for Devontae Adams but he blew his assignment on that. He went too deep and got boxed out in the end zone and Richard Rodgers came down with it. So it does happen where a player can come off assignment and it works. So it's very hard to coach that into a player. Like, you know, if it's happening, like imagine Richard Rodgers said, I'm not going up for it and then just left it because he trusted that Devontae would come down with it. No, of course he won't. So he'll always make that play. Bostic obviously thought the ball was there for him and that didn't mm. work out, but it's very hard to to fathom. But this is going to be a weird game, I think, Ryan, because stat-wise, you know, if you look at the overall stats, we're very evenly matched. So the Seahawks 15th in defense, we're 13th, which is a really beggar's belief. I think it comes down to run defense. And we certainly have a, a runner to stop here in Rawls. He's been pretty dynamic. But one thing that I will say is, and again, this is only, you know, some people give out to me for using too many stats. But what I will say is, is that this is one on intuition. And I don't know what the actual stats behind it are. But I will tell you that any runner that has a big game uh, in their previous game usually gets shut down in the next one. Now, whether the body takes a toll of it or whether they've ran more and shown their hand more and that their runs are fresher, that the technique of how they want to choose to run is is in their head that they go, oh, well, this side cut always works, blah, blah, blah. And they get caught out because the team who's doing study will look at the most previous game and see what form he's in, see what injuries he has, yada, yada. But Rawls had a good outing. Uh, last week so he had 106 yards on uh, 15 rushes and two touchdowns so he was killing it you know and they really shut that game down which came off the back of an absolutely awful game against Tampa Bay who are kind of I don't know they've they've compared 
uh, Winston to A-Rod in a way, the way, especially for that game anyway, he was scrambling around to try, you know, save his own skin and he'd end up hauling the ball up and then his wide receivers had come down with it. So I think that's going to be a factor in this game is that what Seahawks team are we actually going to see here? Are we going to see the one where, you know, Russell Wilson struggles and uh, we shut down the run? If that's the case and it is an offensive shootout, I think we can win it because something that can't be underestimated here, and let me know what you think about it, is the loss of Earl Thomas. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's a significant player, isn't he? He's, he's part of what that defense is built on. He stands for what that that defense is all about. But I think for me, it's not really going to change what the defense does. Uh, I don't know the backup, if I'm honest, um, but whoever it is that comes in there. Stephen Terrell. Yeah. Okay, so whoever it is that comes in there, it's only one piece in that D. I mean, the linebacking core has is, is, is got quality throughout it. The secondary's got quality throughout it. Um you know, as much as I hate Richard Sherman, you know he can—he's bound to do something in this game. Um, the defensive line has a as a player that I quite like in well, not like on a personal level, but like as a player, Michael Bennett. That's you know they have playmakers all over their D. Um, our offense is really going to have to be on top of its game to, to, to you know to to pick it apart and end up, and and ensure that essentially, as obvious as this is going to sound that our offense scores more than their offense because I don't think we can rely on our defense like they can rely on theirs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, with Earl Thomas gone. Now, bear in mind, Earl Thomas is a first-round pick, drafted 14th um, in 2010. You know, the, the caliber of this guy is well-known. Now, from listening to some of the podcasts that are whizzing around this week, uh, Stephen Terrell, uh, he's an undrafted uh, guy. You know, he's in his third year. He's meant to be fairly solid and, and the way the Seahawks play their coverage is that they'll have Cam Chancellor, um, you know, the strong safety up at the line. He's going to try stuff the run. But in a way, Cam Chancellor has only really got to watch for the inventive stuff that's come out of the backfield because we don't particularly have a running game. We've seen Starks run from side to side. Um, so Cam Chancellor is more so going to be on the slot guy. So they're more than likely going to stick Cobb in there, who, again, I've heard people say his production isn't great uh, lately, but it is. I mean, he catches everything that's thrown his way, um, and he gets, I don't know what he's averaging. I think in the last game that we looked at anyway, it was probably about 10 yards of play, um, which is amazing. That's a first down per throw, you know, and an awful lot of those yards that I think he got um, were yards after the catch. Um, I think the yards that he got, I think, were, I think it was a yard the ball was thrown to him and everything else he ran out from the backfield or whatever so he's pretty dynamic so we're gonna have cam chancellor get at him in the slot he's not gonna have too much to do with the run game i don't think they're gonna try surprise Kristen michael on the seahawks if there's one player that they know to a t it's gonna be Kristen michael by default that's, you know see that's an interesting one isn't it because the leading rusher at the, at the moment in the 2016 seahawks squad is still Kristen michael yeah and this has got to be and it may not be but this has surely got to be the first time that a runner goes against a team that he is the leading rusher on in the same season. Right. It, so it, it can't that. have happened before, surely. Yeah. Yeah, it I is mean, bizarre it, that they let him go. But it goes to show the calibre and Rawls is why they had Kristen Michael there. And why they haven't been using Kristen Michael more, I don't know. Because I know people are saying, oh, he hasn't, he, you know, he hasn't really got used to the offense. But I, I'm well, sure Ty isn't too used to breaking those lanes, right? Well, what, what if that they've just kept him under wraps because they don't want to show the hand, knowing that when they get to this game, they're going to need a run game. And then this is the game that he's unleashed in. Because really, so far, he's literally just come in and it's almost what you'd expect, sort of a, a third or fourth choice guy, you know, late in a game where you're either winning or losing by a lot, just comes in for a couple of sort of wasted plays. There's not been anything huge. It just makes me wonder if this is the game where 
in he comes because maybe when he looks up from from some of the practices that he will have been in on the Seahawks squad is that when he looks up and sees that defense, he's going to recognize what it is that it's doing. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm overthinking that at all, but it would be nice to see him have a breakout game because he's clearly got talent. Oh yeah. And you know, like, like you just said, the likes of Thomas Rawls and certainly the emergence of CJ Procise are the reason he's off that squad. Um, but you know, I, I still have the feeling that he will be a big player. And especially if we go playoffs, I think you could see that sort of the emergence as he gets towards the end of our season, maybe becomes a big factor down the line. Yeah. Do you know what? I only see two headlines here. It's either going to be, he's going to have a monster game and they're going to say, Oh, that's revenge. You know, this is, and they call him the awakening because he had an awakening of his season in Seattle. So that's why, you know, one of the lads texts me going, Oh Jesus, man, you got the awakening. And I don't know what that means. So, He's either going to have a monster game and it's going to be a revenge game where they're going to go, oh, see, you, you trade him and that's what happens to you. Or he's going to barely play a part or the part that he does play is going to end in a fumble and they're going to go, ah, see, once a Seahawks player, always a Seahawks player. You know, it's going to be one or the other. It's kind of like what happened with the United-Everton game when Fellaini went into the box, ended up causing <laughs> the penalty and they said once an Everton player, always an Everton player and it ended up 1-1. You know, maybe it's something similar. But I do think it all rests with Stephen Terrell because if there's any quarterback who be able to pick apart the field especially on those long plays like we did see in the last game it's going to be A-Rod so Jordy Nelson again as we've seen is just I mean there's no words to describe the chemistry between the two of them and Devontae Adams again is having a monster game and he tends to have monster game okay game monster game okay game so he's due for you know another breakout and it's in Lambeau and Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost since 2008 now how much stock I put in that unbelievable stat isn't it isn't it it's hard to know though Ryan there's too many sort of uh, variables there Um, because we put up before a stat that compared Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers was beating him in the first eight seasons of both of their careers or whatever and um you know, someone said, oh, what about um, Super Bowl wins? You haven't uh, seen, you haven't put them on. But we said, yeah, but, you know, Super Bowl wins are not a quarterback stat. They're a team stat. An awful lot of things can go bad in a season. Archie Manning is was an excellent quarterback, but he never won a Super Bowl. And he's meant to be the best uh, quarterback on the worst teams. You know, so that can happen. And you can't sort of judge someone uh, based on those criteria. And similarly, wins at home, you know, that's kind of a team stat. If the defense completely crumbled, that's not on A-Rod. That's on everybody else. But the main thing here is, is that... Um, Stephen Terrell has been playing like Earl Thomas he's got barely any playing time but in the last couple of games uh, when he has been in he's been pretty dynamic so again being the free safety he plays deeper and what he needs to be able to do is is get sideline to sideline really fast now he's almost as proficient as getting sideline to sideline as James Starks that's how fast he is I mean he can you know he can get to the wide receiver who's gone deep and provide that extra double coverage if needed so all eyes on him now if he has a bit of a mare of a game you know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to pick him apart and that's where I think this game is going to sit it's because let's face it I don't know if our defense are healthy enough, all credit to them, to be able to stop teams like they have before because there's rumors, aren't there, that Clay Matthews certainly won't play and if he does, he's going to have to play one-handed again and Nick Perry is out for the season. Yeah, well, so what, what are you saying? We've got a couple of injury problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, actually, you know, I, I actually was tempted to send my CV off to, uh, to the Packers this week see if I could get a tryout. Right. You know, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it, if we get that campaign going. Yeah, we saw you apply. Um, so Get I'm pretty sure to Green Bay. Ted Thompson does be having a bit of Twitter action. Does be hitting the old Insta, you know, before bed, and maybe yeah. you know. 
See, the problem is, though, my number's 56, so I'd have to just say, look, Julius, I know you've done a few things in the game, but you kind of got my number, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know if you, Do you reckon he'd let me have it? Well, it's as simple as you just have to go and challenge him to an arm wrestle, and I'm sure you'll get it. Don't worry about it. I always kind of like 51, though. Maybe I could get... Oh, no. See, 51's gone. Fat Girl's 51. Oh, I need a number. Yeah, I don't know. What do we give you? Num- number four. Uh, we can take that back down off the stadium, can't we? 54. That's Bradford. We could just do this all night if you want. Yeah, go through all the numbers. <laughs> do a pop quiz. I'll start shouting numbers. You tell me Maybe who I'll work. go to the 90s. Maybe I'll take 92. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't have that either. No. It's, um, I think we've com- I've completely lost track now. See, I've messed it up and I. That's <laughs> the way you're uh, waffling about that, was I? So all the listeners are out there now. You can see who the professional one is and who the one that always cocks it up. So that's me. <laughs> you see, now that you've said that, I have to leave all that part in. Because if you would have went uh, and start cursing on blind, then it just would have been a blooper at the start and no one would ever have known. I know, I know. But do you know what I did do, listeners? And you won't have seen this because obviously, unfortunately for you guys, you're not in the studio. We will do... What do you reckon? We'll do a live audience one day. I think oh, we should yeah. do that. We but did We I did, did manage to make. Didn't we? I did manage to make Steve smile. So yeah, it made tough. him feel a bit better. It's a bit just, of a drag. You know. Just see my pretty little face. Know. Made him smile. Oh. See, this is the thing. You know, you're like the cameraman who goes out. You know, to all the models and they strut in, and they've, all they've had for the last week is a half a tube of Mentos and a diet coke, and they're miserable. And then you have to stand there and go, "Oh my God, you're amazing! How do you wear those clothes?" And they go, "Uh huh." And then they start smiling. You know, you're the guy who gets the best of the people. That's what you've done. I've had me Mentos and me diet coke, pa, but you can always put that smile on me face. Uh, oh, I think we should move along. It's probably gone a, bit, so. yeah. gone a bit weird. It has, yeah, a bit romantic. But um, so come here, yeah. So that that's the, it's going to be an offensive shootout. That's what it's going to come down to. Um, I think, or like I said before on previous weeks, I don't understand how we're losing these games because we still have the offensive caliber uh, to be able to beat these teams. And it seems like Mike McCarthy was tuning in. All right, Mike. Uh, we know he's a listener. And you did, uh, Mike. yeah, word. So. Uh, he started Can't doing. Imagine that Mike, Mike McCarthy would ever, would ever use word. word. But I don't know. I don't know. Word up. Well, what, what, what word are you saying about I reckon the, yeah. the big Mike is uh, is all with. So yeah, I reckon it's going to be an offensive shootout, and we certainly have the offense to go. But and that's why I was sort of saying in the last podcast, I'm just sick to death of just ripping out all these stats and saying reasons why we can and can't win. And for the rest of the season, yes, we'll analyze it on the podcast. But I'm going like you, Ryan, that we're going to win this game each and every time. So what are the keys to the games then? Finally, kind of for you that we are going to win this game on. And what would your score prediction be? A close, snowy game or something that we can really notch uh. the points up? Yeah, I mean this this is going to be a close game, and I mean it's definitely obviously without saying it's it's a game that can go either way. Lambeau Field will have a massive advantage for us. I would love to see it snowing again. I don't know what the the, the weather forecast is, but if if we could get snow, if we could get cold and ice, you know what whatever it might be, you know I think get that real Lambeau pressure on the team. I think it will really stand for us and really give us an extra advantage. They have their twelfth man over in Seattle. I think Lambo, the stadium itself, is our 12 man, um, and that could be the factor. I think the fact that we are at home just gives us the edge. Yeah, I think it all comes down to scoring drives. We just need to score early and regularly, and I think what is going to help us is Randall Cobb being back on returns. Um, I think he's been, you know, because Mike Holmgren used to do the same, right? He, he used to leave it till sort of later on in the season and then throw in an experienced guy. We've kind of been doing it since Davis made that fumble. Um, and drop in November so he's had Cobb yeah. in there and he's made some decent returns I think 
I, I think I heard a, a stat or something. I think the longest return that we had was something like, you know, 13 yards or something. And Cobb had something crazy. Or he had two 13-yard returns or whatever it was. Anyway, he's doing well. So it's going to come down to the field position. And I think if we if we don't get pinned back on some random sort of plays. And that's what we need as well. I mean, we're used to coming up against the Seahawks and the most unlikely um, plays. You know, like that one in the NFC Championship game where he was scrambling behind the line of scrimmage. Just turfed the ball up. It was certain to be intercepted. Um, I can't remember what player it was that was standing with one foot in the end zone, one foot out of the end zone, and ended up coming down with it. And was it Shields who just jumped on his back and sort of rode him into the end zone? Um, you know, it's plays like that where all you need to do is bat that ball down, but instead he decided to jump on him randomly. You know, just slap the ball away. It's as simple as that. But, you know, we always seem to get bet on these most random sort of plays. So I want to see A-Rod targeting Sherman a lot and testing him because I think he's all out. I don't think he gets tested enough. Do you, do, you, do you think we'll target him though? Because we have seen it before and I think it was in that championship game where he barely threw in his direction, if not at all. And I think that this is where as well, look for a big game from either Adams or Cobb um, because I wonder if Sherman will mainly line up on Nelson and certainly if Rogers, you know, we don't want to take Nelson away because he's been the main main focus of the offense. But there's a good chance Nelson gets shut down just because Rogers has a has a preference maybe not to throw in his direction. Yeah, which is a bit crazy. I mean, it's given so much too much respect to be honest. Because I think Sherman's good against you know lower level quarterbacks. When he comes up against someone good, he can get smoked. I always look back to the games that I've seen them play against the Chargers. And Philip Rivers is a good... He, again, he's another quarterback who's on just a terrible team. And he deserves to win something but won't. And Keenan Allen, time and time again, burned Sherman on most plays. So the actual stat behind it all is that in the last three games, Aaron Rodgers has only thrown to him three times. You know, so why would you only throw at a certain cornerback? What you're doing is you're limiting your own game plan. Now, you might say play to your strengths, you know, and your strength and your weaknesses is not throwing at Richard Sherman. Um, but at the same time, I mean, how do you know what he's made of unless you test him with your throws? Because certainly some of the stuff that A-Rod was doing in the last game, he even said he doesn't know how he did it himself, how he fitted into those windows. Now's the time yeah. to test these players, you know? Yeah. It's either that or you get um, you start getting Geordie going across the field, start running into other people's areas, um, start making Richard Sherman travel. And, and, you know, certainly we saw the return of the slant in the, in the, in the recent weeks. That could be something that might just get that space... Um, I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be a really good game. I, I hope it's a really good game, and obviously it's only a good game if you win it. So, um, but it's certainly this, this could be, if we win tomorrow night, I think. Wow, shall I make this prediction? If we win tomorrow night, I think we make the playoffs. Sorry, it's tomorrow night. What day am I on? Sunday night. If we win Sunday night, I think we make the playoffs. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm the same. I, I actually, I was so sick and sort of delirious on our last podcast. I thought it was the Friday podcast, so uh, don't worry about. It. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the I'm the same. But there's a few sort of sneaky things that you have to look out. To. I I say don't write off the Bears. You know, the Lions coming up against the Bears, and I know what we'd hope for is is that the Bears win. But then you're thinking, oh well, then we've to face them. So maybe they're more down because I don't think for an instant that the Bears are going to beat the Lions it's going to be a fluke and then we'll go and trounce them you know I think that if the Bears beat the Lions there's something that's clicking for the Bears and they've got nothing to lose do you know so I'm half yeah, thinking yeah. they'll be a dangerous squad to come up against Um, but look let, let's not waffle on too much I, I suppose we should really do some fan shout outs because we've got an awful lot of people that are listening to the podcast and we have to give credit where credit's due um, yeah. I think we've actually got some fans now yeah, I know yeah <laughs> Who like us for us, Ryan? 
Do you want to kick us off then? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Uh, one honourable mention that I want to give to, and this woman's an army vet, always great feedback for the podcast. It's Kelly Resnick, and uh, sorry I didn't give you a shout out, Kelly, uh, when you know we're feeling better and we're on form, and my vo- voice it sounds super Irish. I don't know. I think the cold kind of, I don't know. Does it does it accentuate the Irishness, Ryan, or does it make me sound like a boring shite? I don't know. It's, it's, I suppose it stopped that whole squeaky thing going on. You've got kind of a nice husky voice now. Oh, okay. I don't know whether that's a compliment or not, but I think we should move on. But yeah, big, <laughs> big shout out to Kelly. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Do uh, have any questions or any more comments, Kelly? Keep them coming in. What about you, Rhino? Who are you spotting out there? I've got my man, my roommate. Oh. Or bunk buddy. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. Russell D. Carteret. He never confirmed with us, by the way, how we say his name. No. So I'm still going with D. Carteret. Yeah. And he says... Uh, we should give him a shout out because he believes the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl still. So still extra positivity for Russell. Oh yeah. So uh, I'll take that one. Yeah, this the guy is. Oh, he's just you know his Packer wardrobe. You'd have to be envious of. Jesus, he's got all the gear. I'm trying to remember how much it was that he spent in that trip. We, he came to Green Bay with us the first year, yeah. Yeah. And I think we visited the Packers Pro Shop. Hmm. Uh, obviously, you've been there. Yeah, uh, it's very easy to spend money, and I oh, think yeah. he spent on the week that we were there something like nearly uh, three thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> in just pure merchandise. <laughs> and and well, I guess maybe there was a bit of beer and stuff involved, but generally he spent something like three thousand pounds. That's insane. on merch. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? That should be in like the NFL Fan Hall of Fame or something. Oh, big time, yeah. I'd say his bank manager loves him. I'd say uh, that's why we've seen that loan shark, you know, head around his gaff. Um, but yeah, another uh, guy I want to give a shout out to as well. Again, a regular at the meetups is Cassian. Cassian Jeffries, uh, oh, good dude. Uh, Martina, the wife, good yeah. as well. Uh, nice people, big Packer fans, uh, regular listeners to the podcast. Love their spotted cow. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's good. You're not convinced it's the old spotted cow, are you? Not, not a fan. No, I mean, maybe I was having a bit. I'll give it another go when I get out there. Cassie and, and Martina, they love it, but yeah, don't know. Didn't feel it. Yeah, who who else are you looking at? Will we will we go for one more right now? Well, I've got one here from Matt Beavers, um, uh-huh. and he says we should give him a shout out because his two year old son Ruben is a cheesehead. So what I'm actually going to do there, Matt, is is withdraw the shout out to you and give it to your son Ruben. That seems fair enough, doesn't it? Oh, I don't know, though. He's doing well, can, we give him right can we give him both one? Oh, we have to give him both one. Oh, you All have right, to put we'll his name up one. on the Let's retweet that. Have you retweeted that picture of his son there? It's super cute. I've retweeted cute. it, yeah. That's deadly. He's, he's got a little Batman outfit on. He's got the Packers hat on. And uh, do you know what, Ryan? Because my little baby now as well, you know, I have him in the Packers gear. <laughs> is what I, what I brought him home from uh, from Lambeau. It's great crack. You know, I was going to get him a little uh, officiating outfit. They had like a little zebra outfit. But then I was thinking, nah, you know, I don't want him to give him a ref thing. That's talk about give the kid low self-esteem, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, and it's cute. It's uh, half the thing is dressing your kids up in Packers gear. But I do worry sometimes with A-Rod gone. I mean, what's the legacy that Packers going to look like without A-Rod? Are we going to... Am I, am I setting my son up for a plunge back into, you know, 70s, 80s style Packer losses? Or? Not a chance. Not a no. chance. There'll be some super quarterback come out of Wisconsin, end up playing for Green Bay, and we'll be good for the next 20 years. It'll be fun. Because you know what's going to happen? Going to move to Green Bay, going to put Nate into college, going to train him to be a quarterback. <laughs> He's going to roll out for green and gold, baby. Don't put him on the offense, man. Put him on defense. Now, you're a mad defensive dude now. If he's tall at all. defense. No, he's, he's going to be, I tell you, he's, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be names up in light stuff. What type of defense are you after? Like, is it, you know, Mike Daniels had to really earn his keep, you know what I mean, to get his name out there. Would you be a bit of a defensive lineman or are you talking cornerback safety? What are, what are you going here? What, me personally? Oh, yeah. 
Like one middle linebacker. Oh yeah. I'm not be funny, mate. I need a job. They haven't got any middle linebackers. You got, you know, you got to think about it. There's right. no point in me going in there in defensive line. I mean, those guys, I'm never going to do it. But yeah. I can play middle linebacker. Yeah, what's your fitness level like now? Would you be able to sort of match uh, up? With the... I think I think one of my biggest plus points is probably speed acceleration uh, <laughs> matched with just, you know, power and, yeah. you know, the IQ level's probably pretty high. So, yeah, I'm almost I'm almost perfect, I would say. Modesty as well. I mean, uh, modesty, you know, you're a Green Bay guy. You're, you know, you're humble. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I about... like this one, by the way. We've just had this come in. Oh, yeah. So Matt Tisdale, our man, has simply tweeted us a gif of the Jägermeister badge. <laughs> yeah, that's ominous. That's ominous. That was a right. good one. Um, quick one. Graham says we should give him a shout out because he represents England. That's what I said last week. Yeah, they, enough that these are throwbacks to last week. We're going, you know, we're going to need to read out some different fans here. We're going to look like we've only four. Right. Well, we've got, got, I've got a new name here. Oh yeah. So a guy, and uh, I'm going to do my best. Uh, pronouncing this one this is over on our facebook page if you're not liking us on facebook why are you not liking us on facebook yeah that's why i'm so sick you know what i mean i just can't do it go find the dl on the fb go get it um but this guy's called fabi lazuri uh, and he's a believe it or not very italian sounding but he's actually packers fan from glasgow so that's a new name for us so welcome and uh thanks for listening pretty cool like yeah there's a good italian influence up in scotland paolo notini got that going on i worked with a girl she went over and married a guy called lorenzo which is brilliant <laughs> it's like someone coming to ireland and marrying a guy called seamus Ugh. i think this is oh see I'm, i keep saying we're coming to an end and then more people are just messaging in so oh, we'll do boy. some really quick ones phil rudkin's back again oh, yeah. our baseball guy i want to go to some batting cages with that guy get him to teach me how to swing a bat because <laughs> i think i think i'm like a home run machine right i can see you as a pitcher yeah yeah i reckon you got an arm on you yeah, from all the bar fights, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. and because you know you're full of guns. Oh yeah, well you can see them. Yeah. All about the muscles. Uh, okay, last last one, Matt Sim. That's another new name for us, isn't it? Yeah, Matt won the one of the DVDs, Gridiron Sign DVDs, which are going did out. He? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did he? Matty Moo eighty seven. I remember him well. <laughs> yeah, quite right. He said, uh, at work, he got his secret Santa gift today. And he opened it up and it was a Packers mug. Oh, that's so. a dude who goes around spouting Green Bay stuff in the office. Yeah, everyone's fed up of listening to you talking about it work, dude. Trust yeah. me. And he's thinking, oh, that lad's a right mug. Hey, that's what I'll get him. That's what I'll get him, actually. i get him a Packers mug. Jesus. I can't believe you just called one of our followers a mug. No, I'm, anyway, just saying that's what he's, that, I'm just saying that's what all of his office workers think of him, not me. Just every one of his office workers. Except it was him. just banter. Banter. Right. You got anything else you want to add? No. Do you want to quickly mention the fact that we've... We, we, at the moment, we're me- we're trying to group up with all the other Packers fan groups, or should we leave them waiting on that one for next week? Leave them waiting on that one because we might we might drag yeah. some people on, have a bit of a collab. This could be history in the mm-hmm. making, starting right here at the UK Packers. Yeah, because we made a stamp on our own. We went over, and made a stamp on our own. Now we're about to make a global stamp and a stamp on your face. <laughs> I went too violent there, didn't I? Very, very angry when you're uh, when you're unwell. I'm unwell. I'm feeling sorry for himself. But listen, let's let's crank it there because I'll let's edit this thing. Up. I'll uh, crawl into bed. Uh, I'll die a death. Get up. And can then... I try and do? Can I try and be Steve Diddy this week? Can I try and do the finish? Yeah, go on. Can I try and do it? Right. So right. hang on. So uh, I'm trying to think what you're saying. So it's something like, uh, okay, let's let's come on now, Yahua, uh, Jesus. Let's wrap it up. Um, we've been the UK Packers. Find us on Twitter. He's been Steve Diddy yet. No, hang on, I've got to do that again. He's been at Steve Diddy, NFL. Uh, I've been at Ryan Peacock, NFL. 
Uh, anything else you say? Uh, no, that's pretty much it, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, I think probably Steve does it better, but I'll give it a go. It's from at NFL on Twitter. <laughs> of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And from your buddy, me old pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye for now. Will Jesus. <laughs>